Today on the show, I'm happy to have Artem Karen. He's the co-founder of Assembly.ai. They're the smartest AI assistant for your online meetings. And how did you actually end up living in Ukraine for three years when forming the company? Hey, Chad. Great to be here. Yeah, it's a funny story. It was very unplanned. When we started just thinking about forming the team, my co-founder, Gil McClaff, and I, we immediately thought about Ukraine because I had spent some time in Ukraine previously. And so I had an idea about the talent pool there how to source it, what things cost. And so it was a natural fit. And I, I immediately knew that we wanted to form the initial team there, but I didn't have any plans to live in Ukraine. I was in New York, so it was my co-founder. And so the plan was that we were going to find talent remotely, which we did, uh, do the initial rounds of interviews online, and then do a final in-person interview in Ukraine as we formed the initial team. And so I flew out there with Gil. We talked to the team that we selected. And I think we've, we ended up hiring actually everyone that we've pre-screened. But then as I began working with the team and we had a small co-working environment set up, um, I realized that they literally need me interacting with them every day, all day. And there was just no possibility of me to go back to New York and quote unquote, manage them remotely just would not work. Like I knew that immediately because the volume of interaction was so heavy. It was just constant information exchange, constant, because it was, there's so many ideas that we needed to share. And so I actually ended up staying in Ukraine, getting a temporary residence there and ultimately ended up living there almost three years and leaving just before the war to move a little bit to New York and then ultimately landing in Amsterdam, which is where I'm based today. How was that experience living there? It's great. I, I'm, I was a, a 90s wave immigrant. I was born in Belarus. And when I was nine years old, I came over to New York with my family. And so a lot of my friends and, and their parents actually came from Ukraine, from Odessa, which is where we formed the team. We were in Odessa, a big part of the team still in Odessa. And so when people found out in New York that I'm actually moving back to Ukraine to live there, there was a lot of raised eyebrows and how, you know, what, what are you doing? But what I think people don't realize is how amazing, at least the city I was in, Odessa, is and the quality of life there. And I used to joke that if I could get Starbucks and Chipotle in Odessa, I would never have to go back to visit because I had everything else that I needed there. Just amazing, so beautiful city, modern area, very old timey area, beaches, beach clubs, amazing food, the, the best restaurants you can imagine, amazing nightlife, great parks, great recreation, clubs of like activities of people, a really vibrant city, a lot of different nationalities and expats there as well. So really cool. I think people don't, don't expect that having last seen it, let's say when it was still part of the USSR. That sounds beautiful. I haven't visited yet. I need to. So, Definitely to put on the agenda. I think probably better after the war, but in general, yes. Yes. So you got the team there. You got them up and running. And is that team still active for you? Yes. So we started with a small team just in Odessa. It was like five, seven people initially. And then we started hiring broader and so started hiring more across Ukraine. And then eventually in our third year or so, we expanded out more. So we started hiring across Europe, U.S., as well. And so today we're a very geographically diversified company. We have people in the United States, we have people in across Europe, as well as some people in Ukraine is remaining. Very cool. 
And the product itself, I want to dig into a little bit because I have some experience using these note taker type tools. So somebody comes and puts implement assembly into their processes. What is it actually doing for them? So immediately a few things. One, you're getting an automatically self-generating library of all your meeting content. For people who have, or teams, organizations who have a lot of meetings, this is invaluable because immediately this is content that's searchable, referenceable, shareable, collaboratable. And this is just the meeting content itself. A very basic but very powerful use case that immediately opens up is you don't have to be at the meeting, you can send the AI teammate to attend instead of you. And at the end of the meeting, you can come back and you have the, the meeting available for you for full review. So that's first and that's basic. Next is the meeting notes. So assembly generates the meeting notes automatically for you. It understands meetings in over 35 languages, including mixed language meetings. So if you're talking in English and German, let's say at the same time in the meeting, that's fine. And it will generate these meeting notes. And so again, you can save a whole bunch of time and again, generate this meeting notes library for you. Something that's very special that assembly does is it understands really well the tasks that occur in a meeting. And that's really you know, our focus area. There's a lot of different flavors of these assistant products in the market today. We're focused on working teams. We're focused on achieving goals and completing the work that needs to be done on a team, uh, a little bit related to my management consulting background in the past, but we generate human level accuracy tasks, including the description, when it's due, who assigned it, who's it assigned to. This happens completely without your involvement. It's just based on the AI listening on what's going on in the meeting. And you can have these tasks land in your task management system in your to-do app. So in my Google tasks app on my phone, my, it automatically populates tasks. Uh, that, that arise in my meeting. So very useful. And then finally, the, the last kind of major feature that our um, users really like is Semblian, which is our AI chatbot, uh, with which you can interact and ask questions about the meeting or ask it to generate content for follow-up. For example, suggest the agenda for the next meeting based on this one, and it will do that for you. There's something around this tool, because it's coming into meetings, do you end up getting new users based off they saw it in somebody else's meeting? Absolutely. I would say most of the users we've gotten historically have been through this kind of viral adoption of other people catching on. It's very interesting because it's, it's fascinating to be in this space now. So we started in 2019. So we're not new kids on the block here. We've, we've been around for a few years. And when we started, this was barren. There was a few players in the market. Everybody was trying to feel it out. There was no really good standardized sense of how this should work. And it was very much exploratory how these products would come together. And we were one of such, one such product. And usually, not usually, every time uh, for the first like three years or so, when we approached a company, we would have to tell them, hey, there's this new possibility of AI getting you this value out of your meetings where right now your meetings are white noise to technology. There's no way for technology to understand what's going on, but with our products, suddenly you can extract all of this immense value from meetings that people are having constantly and free up people to do more productive work. It was a very uphill battle. People are like, whoa, what do you mean? Do you mean and the AI can hear? Very uphill. And so the, the product the value proposition was rough. We were still shaping. We we're trying to find a market fit. And the industry was very apprehensive. They didn't really have an intuitive feel for why this isn't useful. And also an inherent distrust 
of AI getting in on your meetings. And then somewhere around a year ago, there was a, an inflection point where the value prop became very strong and the apprehension became low. And suddenly it created this pull, this pull effect instead of a push effect where we, us, rather than us having to push the product, we started getting users coming to us. And that's where we've been and it's been accelerating where now more and more companies come to us asking like, hey, this is what we want to do. Can your product accomplish this? Yeah, I know it's invaluable to, to like us. I'm going to have to try your tool next now, but like currently we're using one of those other note takers and like we're crafting out intense mobile app project scopes or like websites. And to capture every word of the client and then be able to take that and dissect it with a note taker app, absolutely invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and imagine you had a meeting with a client, you had a bunch of meetings with a client, different parts of your team had meetings with this client across a few weeks. This happens to me all the time, happens with vendors of products we use. And eventually you're like, okay, what did they want? The blue or the green? Did he say 15% or 10%? And today, the way I do this, I use assembly every day. And from time to time, I get these like epiphany moments where I'm like, wow, this is like really cool that I can, this particular thing with assembly. But for those cases, I would just go into assembly and ask, hey, what did Artem say, which color he wanted? And 15 seconds later, assembly were like, hey, yeah, Artem wanted blue. Okay, cool. That's it. So much potentially wasted effort or redos or, hey, extra emails. Hey, remember we talked about this? Do you remember? The client may have already forgotten. Now they have to think about it again. So very valuable. Yeah, for sure. And you don't want, you don't want to go to the client and be like, I forgot what you told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 There's so much. And then there's the opposite effect as well, where it's like the client comes and says, oh, I said this is green. And you're like, actually, like you ordered blue and you have, you have the conversation where the client said blue. So it can cut both ways. Yeah. So one of our listeners wanted to try out the tool. How could they do so? Very easy. Go to www.assembly.ai, S-E-M-B-L-Y. AI and you can very easily register. There's a seven day free trial for individual professional accounts where you get all of our features for an individual user that you can basically use for free for seven days, see if it fits your lifestyle, so to speak. And then if you have a team, you can use a few more features. And then we have a lot of very interesting offerings tailored for the larger corporates and enterprise environments. Make sure to check it out, everyone. And thank you, Artem, for coming on the show. And for everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success, make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.